0: Let him
1: have it. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed
2: her and she kissed me.
1: Like the fella once said...
2: All right, we are here at the Columbus Italian Club. This is the Bocce Bros. I, f- I don't know what episode we're on, guys. I think 15. 15? I think we're on 15. Awesome. So I'm sitting next to Anthony Cugini and Dante, guys. What's up? How are we feeling? We're here at the Columbus Italian Club. Like
3: Chris said, you'll hear some bocce going on in the background. We got King of the Court going on today.
2: Is there anything, any exciting games, Anthony? Uh, not that I know
3: I could tell you about one. We have a couple heavy hitters today, but one... If you've paid attention to our Instagram or social medias, we have Anthony Cugini versus my brother, Chris Lovell. Two bocce bros that face off in the lower right bra- uh, bracket of the king of the court here. For those of you who don't know what king of the court is, it's a 1v1 tournament throughout the membership here of the Columbus Italian Club. It's double elimination and is held over about um, two months, give or take. So instead of just one day full of a tournament... We span it out over two months, and these two lovely people just get to face uh, face each other. So, how are you guys feeling about it tonight?
2: I'm excited. It's cool because we have so we have our text group chain of a lot of the younger guys from the club. There's about 15 of us in it, and of course, Ed Hasty, uh, just a huge personality. He started a, a betting. He's basically everyone's bookie for this. So he put the line at three and a half uh, minus three and a half for Anthony, which is super disrespectful to me. So I have a lot to uh, to prove tonight.
3: Yeah, And uh, I, I just want to say that as your brother, I was quick to take that plus three and a half for you and bet that 50 bucks. So um. After a
2: couple calls and nudges
4: <laughs> <laughs> and Benmo's to Dante, yeah. Dante's like, hey, can, can I borrow you 50 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, for what, Dante? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anthony, well, Anthony won his first game 16
4: nothing against Angelo Cugini, who apparently they're not related, but. Related somewhere in the lineage. Yeah. But, but I mean, let, let's talk about the bracket. So, Chris and I are, like, in the SEC, and, and Dante's in the Bishop Sycamore League.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's true. Dante's playing high school teams. I got a lucky draw compared to you guys, but let's be honest, I'd probably still be in the same situation regardless. And I had a tough—my first f- matchup was against Mike Morocco, who's a, a proven champion, and he was mm. up 9-2 to two on me, just to mm. say. Just saying.
2: Okay. No, we're proud of you. We're so happy for you, and you've been so, you know, gracious. You've been so humble about it. Uh, so it's it's really nice, always. But so this episode's going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to have us three here. Carmen Marinucci is going to join on, and then hopefully we can get Anthony's dad, Paul Cugini, as well. There's a few things we want to talk about. One being the Wickliffe tournament. We want to get a little, re- give a little recap of our weekend there. Our awesome weekend there. Uh, we want to do a recap of. The guy's weekend from last, uh, last weekend, His right? Last
3: weekend, Palazzo de Bocce, the American Bocce Company opened the ABC Open. So we'll talk about that.
2: Yeah, they came in first in the Silver Division. Great, great time. Their live broadcast was sweet. So we'll touch on that, too. Carmen's going to dive in here, uh, as well as Mr. Cugini, hopefully. And then we want to talk about the Carmstrong Tournament. That's held in Youngstown, Ohio, at one of the best bocce spots you can find in the nation, the Mahoning Valley Restaurant, the MVR. I believe they have the oldest liquor license in Ohio from, like, the 1800s or late 1800s or something crazy like that. But either way, we'll be drinking there, so that's good for them. <laughs> so a lot to discuss, guys. But first, let's talk about Wycliffe.
3: Man, Wycliffe. what a tournament. 101, was it? 101 teams 101 in the open? 101 men's team. Yeah, in the open bracket. And uh, it was for Anthony's experience several times. But for Chris and I, it was our first time getting to see that um, venue being used to its fullest so it was just amazing to see how they, you know, they they worked the whole tournament. How you know you didn't sit too long um, for it being one hundred and one teams, but I mean you couldn't ask for it, especially with the people. You know, our Cleveland buddies up there took care of us.
4: So it was just a heck of a time. We came out firing as a team.
3: Yeah, we did. We played really well together.
2: I think that tournament definitely uh, was good. Good for us. We played a lot more um, as a group. Well, it's, I mean that was our fourth tournament as a whole that we've played together. So, I mean, for us to, I think, go from losing our first two games in our first couple of tournaments to now winning several and being in the top 12 or 20, wherever we were in this tournament, out of 101 teams, I mean, it's pretty damn good, I think.
4: Yeah, so. no, it was, I think we all played well. You know, I think we're learning every every tournament. We're We're, we're getting eyes on us, I feel like. People are noticing us, which is great. Um, not just us as the bocce bros, but also what we're doing for the community. I think we had a lot of great conversations, Dante. We met someone from, what, Florida, New York? Rhode Island, our guys. boys from, Sal, from Rhode Island.
3: Sal and John from Rhode Island, yeah, uh, great people, along with their whole crew. Uh,
2: I can't wait to meet
3: them up in Rhode Island or have them come back down here
2: sooner or later. Yeah, for sure. We lost to the Chirpepe brothers, uh, which it was funny. We lost, we, I mean, we lost what? 13-2. 13-2, but it was still...
4: It was not a 13 2 game.
2: No, it was wild. Like, I enjoyed playing that game. Typically, you say 13 2, you're like, oh, it must have been a horrible game, but it really wasn't.
4: It was literally one point at a time to 13. Yeah. It was just slow.
2: And then we lost to uh, the Roma team. Rome, out of Rome. New yeah, York. Rome. Young New guys, York. computer guys.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I will say we were up that game, but. Yeah, know, we were I up 7 we, we 3, learned. three we but learned you got to
2: fucking finish and we didn't but <laughs> oh well shout out to those guys uh, but yeah a lot of teams so it was cool thursday night Don, was it thursday night you rolled up
3: yeah i got in thursday night for the practice rounds and i uh, got to hang out with russ our guy russ maraglio um P, Mel, which Melaragno is pete i was with pete, pete. malaragno yeah. and then joe i don't know his last name younger guy good shooter
4: I um, think he's a Mel Oh yeah, it makes yeah. sense. They're yeah, all yeah, that's his good. uncle, right? Anyways,
3: yeah, no, it was a younger guy. Who's the younger yeah, guy?
4: Yeah, the, Pete's his uncle.
3: Okay, okay, that makes sense. Nonetheless, um, it was just myself, so the whole team didn't show up, and it was lucky, uh, lucky enough, I got Russ, who only had three of his guys. So I was like, hey, you guys want to jump on my practice uh, session? So I jumped on. My, uh, they jumped on my practice session, then I was able to jump on theirs with them, and uh, so I got a lot of practice for those guys. Uh, Pete, dude, he's one of the best bocce players. If all the any of the Mel are listening. Pete Melaragno is the best box player I've ever seen. Roll,
4: shoot, roll <laughs> I think they said he's won the World Series. He, he in one year, he he's won. He's made all five, right? He, he, all he
3: hit, like, oh, I was talking to uh, Anthony Melaragno yeah. uh, that, at the Firehouse Bar after yeah. Wickliffe, and he was telling me about his trophy room. And in one year, he won all the, the big tournaments. Maybe not with the same team, but he was on the team yeah. that won every single big
4: tournament. Yeah. And I think Anthony was one off from, or he's one more away from winning all the big tournaments, he said. Yeah. He said it's Rome. I think he still hasn't won. Okay. But, but I, what, I, what I want to talk about with that tournament is the things they did really well. It was a little different this year.
2: Okay, go so, ahead.
4: So, you know, I really like the turning machine. That was a great mm, ad. I mean, how many times Chris and I were in the car, because, you know, we were waiting with our wins, we were just looking at, at the app, and like, okay, who won? Who won? Where are we at? What's going on? It was, it was awesome to be able to follow the bracket that way thought it was a great ad
2: yeah 100 percent. so it's an application we shared a video of it on our social media if you're following us around then but it's basically an app that keeps track of the whole bracket and you're able to see uh, who's on each team if you win that game when you're what time you know they think you're going to play next if you lose what time and who you might play next so just a lot of great information a good way for you to keep up as opposed to going up to a board and following your finger and you know at these tournaments we all like to drink and have a good time and it's tough if you're in charge of the bracket to stay on top of things and you know you have a million people talking to you at one time so for for these guys uh, I believe it was Frank right who who got it yeah uh Frank Gambit uh, Gambit yeah, Gambatis, yeah. Uh, shout out to him that was a great a great thing and hopefully more more guys start using that in the future what else did you you like for the tournament Anthony
4: I thought the entertainment was great for the people that were waiting. So, you know, my mom came down. um, The magician. The the magician, yeah. It was nice to have something while people were waiting or or spectators. It's a mini Uh, festival. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. I ate ate
3: 72 calzones.
4: uh, The calzones (laughs) were delicious, I I will say. I did go by from Tripepe after we lost. It kind of hurt, but I was hungry, and their food looked good. Plus, I like the uh, Mr. Excavator corner. Uh, That was my favorite. uh, Yeah. My favorite out of the... Venues or what do they call those? Uh, Yeah, the the sponsorship spot in the back they had. Um, The other thing I I, I really liked was, you know, they did a really good job with setting up with 101 teams. That's already 404 people. And then think about all the guests that came. I mean, there's probably over 2000 people one night. Mm -hmm. And the way they set it up with the bars and the tickets, I mean, it it actually ran really, really smooth. I never felt like I was waiting in line. I mean, they they did a hell of a, a hell of a job.
2: Yeah. No, they did. And what I liked was they had guys on the microphone, which was the only knock was that sometimes <laughs> they use the microphone too much. Ugh. And, like, you're in the middle of a shot. Poor and Anthony. Anthony, I think every
3: time he went to take a shot, that microphone <laughs> would blare in your ear mid-swing. <laughs> mid, mid swing.
2: That was the only – honestly, if the, if there was any kind of negative, it, it might, might have been that. Mm-hmm. But the good thing was – you had guys saying, hey, you know, I see members over there. Can you help empty the trash uh, yeah. cans? You members, so you know, longer. I see you standing over there. Can you help us? It was a, a community effort. They didn't ask for anyone else to help other than their members. Um, and it just showed, you know, how it takes one group to run such a great event, and those guys have it down yeah, we
3: know because we've run events before. It's tough
4: to get help, <laughs> to get members to, you know, help. So they mm-hmm. definitely, uh, you know, have a good thing going on over there. I will say the one thing I learned that tournament, you know, just watching a lot of games was there's definitely more strategy that is in bocce that comes from other uh, places that we were able to pick up on that I, I think we can utilize. And I thought that was cool. A lot of people play different. A lot of if, if you notice in the game, people were moving individuals, you know, mid game because of maybe one or two bad throws, but it never affected the team. Uh, chemistry, and I, I think that's something that just comes as you play more and more and more. And there's a lot of teams that have played for years and mm-hmm. years and years together. Mm-hmm. We're coming
3: up on our one-year anniversary of playing together, right? October was our first tournament. Or no. MVR, this MVR is the
4: birth of Bocce Bros. But I don't think I, I played in that. It was one. the pre-Carmstrong. It was the pre-Carmstrong. Oh, the pre yeah. yeah. So yep. we right. we
2: started our Instagram account like early September. I think it was like September 6th or something, so, which was around that tournament time.
4: Yep. We locked the website rights, the Instagram rights, <laughs>
2: just in case there were any other bocce bros yeah. out there. On the run. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, great, great job overall, Whitcliffe. I mean, it was—I uh, don't know—it was just such a fun weekend. I, I, it took me a few days
4: to recover, that's for sure. Congrats yeah. to Coda Corp, the 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 name that Dante kept. Oh, flipping. I could not. I could not. <laughs> He's like, for the corp, corp Coda. Corp. Yeah. corp. Well, it doesn't help that you have like
3: fourteen drunk Italians yelling the name at you. Like, <laughs> like hey, what's the name? And all, all of them have to answer.
4: But everyone loved the live stream Dante did. Hopefully, you guys were able to catch that. Honestly, I was at home watching it. And it, even, it was great. I didn't even want to do the live stream because Wickliffe has their own, like, you know,
3: amazing one with nice cameras <laughs> and everything. But, but the people wanted it, man. They wanted the uncut, uncensored version. They got it. They did. And you delivered. So thank you from all the <laughs> yeah, fans yeah, that yeah, were watching. Yeah,
4: all the millions and millions. So and we got to get Chapulo on because he keeps uh, dude, texting Chipula
3: me. Oh, Chapulo needs to be on, man. A lot of distractions out there though.
2: <laughs>
4: the bocce Bros. The
3: Bachi Bros. Um, all right, let's. Uh, I want to talk. I'm still. I'm riding the high, guys, from this past
2: weekend. Yeah. So if you want to touch on it a little bit, I, I would rather you and Carmen and, and Paul Paul's Paul's almost go into for- detail, but. Why don't you, I don't know, give
4: us a little taste of it.
3: Yeah. Um, so a little taste would be, it's a different type of bocce, right? It's, who, uh, who was there? Give the
4: fans the, set up the picture. Yeah.
3: So, um, you know, obviously Chris fans. and Anthony. <laughs> the Chris, listeners. <laughs> Chris and Anthony weren't able to make it to this tournament. So is myself, Carmen Marinucci, John Panico, who you guys have heard his name before. He's played with us, you know, most of the times here. And then also Anthony's dad, Paul Cugini. So us four. And we didn't know, which was funny to us. Uh, The night before, I head up to Detroit a little early from uh, these guys, John and I, and they had a nice dinner at this place called Eddie V's Seafood. Way above my budget. (laughs) However, it was basically like a little networking event before, so I got to meet Jose Boto, uh, Jason, uh, excuse me, I'm missing his last name, um, runs Palazzo de Bocce, his manager, also an amazing bocce player, um, met many, many other uh, family members from ABC, and just so many good people. Uh, the Teresa, who runs the Vegas Bocce Tournament, got to meet her. So uh, starting with that, um, that's probably the best sneak peek I could give this tournament. The people starting off on Thursday were so amazing to meet. It was one, like one little party.
2: Um, well, all right. So let me ask you this. Every tournament we've gone to here, it's a guaranteed two games. So we could travel, you know, two and a half hours, play two games, lose, and you're out. Mm-hmm. This tournament was a little different, right? And, and it helps that they have nine or ten courts there. Mm, yeah. But go into a little bit about, like, the setup and, and how they went through rankings and all that.
3: Yeah, so ten courts indoors, and it's on that synthetic type, you know, the international USBF type of play, which I'm not used to. However, ten courts, and you start off with two seeding games. You're guaranteed six games. So to go to any tournament and to be guaranteed six games, um, you know, leading up into that bracket play, is I think pretty special to pull off. And I don't think I waited more than two hours at any given time. And I was uh, a lot of good bocce to watch in the meantime. Um, regardless, though, so two seeding games, and that basically decided where we went. Um, we went one and one. So we were right in the middle of the pack around that eight seed, and you know, we played a nine seed. Um, and then from there, you have to make it out of your group play. And which was nice about the group play is I like got to meet some amazing teams, amazing people. Um, we ba- barely squeaked on by, we did not play too hot. Like I said, one-on-one in the seeding games, and I think we went one-on-one the next morning in the group play. Uh, barely sc- uh, scraped by, but into the bracket play. Uh, but guaranteed six games, and we just caught a nice little streak.
2: Yeah. That helps. Sometimes, you, I mean, not sometimes. I would think most teams want those games just to kind of figure out the courts, the strategy, get warmed up. It would be great for us. We always lose two games. So we get those two games out the way. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Not hey, anymore. Hey, that hey, was hey. our first yeah. few yeah. tournaments.
4: Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time we lost two games? I can't remember. Come on. There he is, Come on.
2: Carmen. Come on. Carm, all right, let me pause this real quick and we'll get Carm on in one second here. The guaranteed six games was amazing, but we would love to hear your, some of your takeaways from this
3: beautiful weekend by American Botch Company.
0: Yeah, I mean, get, getting six games right away, especially on courts you've never played on, is huge. Like, when I went to Molassani for the first time, I really struggled on those courts.
3: Club Molassani out in Cleveland?
0: Yeah, out in Cleveland. We went in, we had two games we got absolutely wrecked by a home team, didn't even get used to the courts, and then we were home. Um, this tournament, and this is no knock to Molassani or any of the tournaments that even we run, but having six games was amazing. You were able to get used to the court, get used to your teammates, warm up. I mean, that, it helps that there's 10 courts at Palazzo di Bocci, just an absolute mecca. I mean, nobody's exaggerating when they call it the mecca of Bocci. You walk in, and just the attention to detail and the money that they put into this place is something to be seen.
3: Without a doubt. And um, I think, so how did you feel after our, our seeding game, right? So our first game, we get in there, we get, what, spanked 9-1? to one? Is that what it was? Yep. What were your thoughts after? I was kind of crushed after that because going into it, I felt pretty confident, even not without playing on those courts ever before, those type of courts. I uh, In the practicing, I just felt good. And then we get out there and get our butt spanked 9 to 2.
0: Yeah, but in warm-ups, I remember you and I each hit and stuck, like, twice. And then I went out and think I missed every single botch. And uh, these guys were local, wearing Michigan State gear, Ugh. just took it to us. I was like, this is going to be a long weekend. <laughs> Not what I expected.
3: Right, definitely. Definitely. Um, but then, so we get you know go one on one in the seeding. We move on to our bracket, or excuse me, our group play, and all we got to do is not come in last, survive. So we we end up playing what the same team we you know we beat in our seeding play. Um, yeah. We, we lose to them, so. Twelve to four. Yeah. So we we were we were knocked down pretty quickly into this thing. But that's Which, shout
0: out to that group. I'm not sure if they're listening, but they oh yeah, awesome. that
3: group. In that group, I'm not gonna get everyone's name right. My problem this is probably not. But Lolo, uh, Milan, Jesse. Maybe I will get everyone's name. Right. It was it. Uh, no, not Andy. Uh, Andy. Da- D- Danny, uh, Danny. Uh, Boom. Yeah, yeah. They right. were, the best team ever. They they're, like awesome. the most fun. They were in our corner the whole weekend. Like when we, you know, whatever team we were playing, they were cheering for us. Uh, you know, because because you didn't look at it that people. Ball actually. And you hear Anthony, you who is now That's screaming rule. a rule you know, at the King of the Court here, he you know, is a referee. <laughs> Anthony, what was that uh what was the call you just made there? What were, what were you talking about there? S-
4: so a spectator called it uh red and it was actually green and I looked at it, so I got up and measured it got and you. it was green. There
3: you go. There, there if you're you go. just tuning in, we're you know, we're at the Columbus Italian Club, so we are live as a live
2: gets here. So just um, tuning un- in, it's a podcast. Un- yeah, you Unfortunately, you know, some, <laughs> some people skip
4: Unfortunately, that member now conceded that ball because he trusted the the spectator.
2: Wow, uh, a, someone signed on. And, and it's 14, 14 to 15. Yeah, I mean
4: every point I'd be. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's true. Hey, that says bocce.
2: But Carm, so uh, while we have you on, and I I think I want you guys to talk a little more about last weekend. But I w- wanted Paul. Actually, you know what? We'll talk about Carmstrong in a minute. Let's let's continue to talk about last weekend because yeah. I don't think we're going to get Paul on. We have so, so
3: much to talk about, about last weekend still. I think because American Bocce Company, Alex Gara, all mm-hmm. the guys, I, there's too many people to name, but there's so many Andy of them. And yeah. There's so Matt many.
0: Matt
3: David. Alicia. So, uh, um, all, there's too many names. Nonetheless, they yeah. all work so well together yeah. wow. um, and put on one wow. of the best, absolutely best tournaments that I've ever uh, been a part of.
2: So, Carm, go in on that. What... Give us, like, kind of a rundown of, of why this tournament, you know, went over so well. I could just feel the energy, um, you know, coming through my phone from everyone over there. It doesn't matter, like, who, who I was following. Basically, everyone that I – every story that I looked at, it was like everyone was just having a blast.
0: Yeah, I mean, to start uh, that community that they built out in Chicago is – it's unreal. It, it's hard to describe because it reminds me of, like – Uh, nowadays when you go and you play like in a softball league or back in the day when our parents played, you know, kickball leagues, softball leagues, and you're going with young adults who are energetic, have similar goals and aspirations as you. That's what that community feels like. So they're all picking each other up. They're cheering. They're not afraid to embarrass themselves. Like they're just having a good time. And they were at the heart of the tournament. You know, everything – kind of fell in place around them. They set the tone when it comes to energy and uh, just that vibe. And then to add on good leadership from American Bocce, um, they didn't play in the tournament. I mean, that takes a lot of discipline. They huh. had people refing, people working the table at it all times. It felt so
3: bad. I Because I know I, I, if it was me throwing the tournament, I could not, not sit down and watch the no. whole weekend.
0: I mean, Anthony can't even sit down for a 45-minute podcast.
3: No, clearly he can't because you hear
2: the mic, you hear,
0: oh, you hear this. (laughs) Sorry,
4: there's some really good games going on right now. For the love of the game.
0: Just shut his mic off. For the love of the game. So, yeah, I mean, overall, they led it really well. A lot of preparation. Preparation's key. And then the venue, I mean... You can't beat that venue. You can't beat 10 courts no matter where you are. It helps you schedule a little bit.
3: Shout out to, okay, we have to talk. I can't believe it took us this long for it to hit my brain. Uh, Santo and the New York gang. Uh, I can't name them all, but uh, Santo, yeah. uh, Peter, I think, from who was former president or vice president of the USBF. Uh, met with those guys. Santo, though, he li- shout out to him, man. Our One of our biggest fans. Said he listened to all 14 episodes. Hopefully, it's going to be 15 That's soon. awesome.
0: Um, yeah, that's my boy, Huntington. Huntington, New York, man. We got to get him on the podcast.
3: Sometime. 100%. They're definitely going to come on the podcast as well as we're going to have to visit when we finally go to New York. We have a couple pe- people to see in New York, but we're definitely going to have to hit them up.
0: Great, great people. And after night one, Chris, uh, Sophie and I looked at each other and we were like, this is just as much a networking event as, as it, as oh it is God. a bocce event. Oh, my, my favorite So many part, people to talk to. I
3: walked in. Uh, Alex Guerra was gracious enough, uh, of, enough to, you know, upgrade us to our hotel for the first night. Um, so John and I, you know, follow him into the hotel for him to check us in. And there's this six foot five, six dude standing in the lobby who just pulled in as well. And he goes, the bocce bros. Never <laughs> met him in my life. Big E. Shout out to him from Dallas Bocce Club. Yeah, <laughs> he already just like the, the probably the most nicest uh, jolly giant you'll ever meet, man. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to run into to him me. again. Uh, but he was the great, the greatest. So I, I can't wait to meet up with the, a lot of these guys that we met over the past weekend. All
2: right, boys. So I'm gonna hop off here. Anthony, you're gonna you're gonna stay on because it's your dad. Um, and it, Mr. Cugini is gonna come in and talk about that yes. tournament. So Paul Cugini.
3: some of you may know him as Stanky Leg Paul.
0: Put- Thank you, leg Paul. Welcome on to
3: the podcast, Paul.
0: Stop. Legend. No, Anthony, Glad to we be don't here want for you on. We want your dad. So, Paul, a couple of tips
3: here. Um, try not to rub on the Get table because it—you'll uh, hear it in your People microphone. In yep. yep. Other than that, yeah. So, Paul, we were just talking a little bit about Detroit. Um, you know, the, the tournament in general. What were some of your takeaways?
1: I'll tell you. Out of all the, the years I've been playing, that was an A one production with those guys. Um, they did it right, uh, everything from, you know, scheduling the staff that was there, and at a great facility, so I I enjoyed
2: it, and we
1: had a great team members to play with.
3: Also, uh,
1: I mean, yeah, we, it was the first time
3: probably all playing together, um, so and on those courts especially, but we all somehow came to find it, which is what we were saying. We started out slow right before you came on the podcast. We talked about how we could not. Could not get it together, but somehow this last stretch of bracket play, we just,
1: it all clicked. I think that uh, having the ability to play a couple games and get adjusted to the court, that was a, a big contributing factor going into, you know, Saturday.
3: Most definitely. So you said on all your years you've been playing. Paul, tell the people, and just, so, we need a bigger introduction than this, actually. Those of you who don't know who we're talking to, we're talking to Anthony Cugini's father, Paul Kugini. Born in Italy, uh, Paul. Tell us a little bit how you got involved in the game of bocce.
1: Uh, just your little your background. Well, I I was born in uh, Rome, Italy. Came here when I was young, and my father, my on a uncle, boat. I came on a boat. And people don't believe it, but you know if you you saw the Titanic, we were on the bottom. <laughs> the only thing we, they didn't let us do is row the boat, but uh, we couldn't get any lower than that. Um. Oh but uh, no, we um, came here. My dad, my uncles, they played in Italy all the time. of uh, courts uh, in Italy are just like you know you can like you find like you see swimming pools here in back of houses. <laughs> so, but you know, and then when we came here, we um, played a lot in the on the grass, parking lots, uh, and never really played on a court until we started going up to Cleveland, and then. Mm the Abruzzi Club, and the CIC.
3: Yeah, amazing. And so just an amazing time. Uh, the bocce you know, united us. I remember when we first moved to Columbus, Chris and I, you know, we would see you at the, the city tournament, the festival tournament. You know, we knew it was like, oh, it's the other Italian family, you know, playing in the bocce tournament. Um, but just to see, I mean, personally for me, from, you know, knowing you guys just as people who play are also good at bocce and play at, you know, the uh, festival tournaments, to being family, in my opinion, um, it's been a pleasure to meet you guys, and it's just great that we this game has connected us, You know, Italian culture has you know, um, connected us, um, but I want, also want to talk about um, our tournament coming up, the Gerardo Cugini Fall Classic, um, and Gerardo is Paul's father, who I have been lucky enough to meet um, as well and taught us a lot about the game of bocce, but um, did Gerardo, I'm assuming he had a huge impact on your, your bocce, playing bocce, huh?
1: He did. You know, one thing about bocce, you got to remember that it's a sport that you can play from being young to in your 90s. So I think, and it's great that you can bring you know family together. We've always played as a as a family. Mm-hmm. It was uh, my father, myself, uh, Anthony started playing, and my uncle. So it was a family affair, and and it was it was great. Uh, got together. Of course you know we never argued on the court never but, but you know when we got off the court we yeah. were all you know we were all happy yeah uh, what did
4: Carm say this weekend people thought my dad was your dad is that what i heard
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and they also thought the kujini family uh, they thought it was my parents and grandparents and i was just like yeah my family's great, huh? I just <laughs> Shout out to your grandma. Oh, they my were, God. We and got your to your mom. Oh they were Lord. great supporter. She made
4: hardcore Italians, I saw. <laughs> yeah. She, She's yeah. a celebrity.
3: Yeah, she made the hardcore Italians page. They were uh, you know, When there some courts came open, they obviously couldn't resist the urge to roll a couple stones down the court. And obviously enough, they were rolling them right on at each, each freaking time.
1: Yeah. You know, and, I've, I've got to say that, you know, my dad, you know, introduced me to, to Bocce. And then you know Anthony started playing too, but it was uh, it, w- it was great. We had a, a great time, and he was you know he loved the game. And if you threw a bad ball, he would look at you. He wouldn't say anything, but he'd look at you. And uh, but it was it was great, great time. That looked enough to just make you want to tear your heart out.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, um, sorry to just recap on Detroit then. So. Paul won a championship with me, Anthony, and not you. It felt really good.
4: I've won quite a bit of championships. Yeah, with I know.
3: Him. I, I finally but got But I will say,
4: outside it. of Columbus, I haven't. So uh, <laughs> there's a little there's a little burn in there.
2: I thought when here's what I was gonna say. If Anthony and I went, we would have played in the gold division, guys. We, we don't play <laughs> in silver. <laughs> division. Ah, yeah, right right.
4: Right. I don't even know what the right. silver division right. is. <laughs> but no, I'm 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 happy. I, w- I was happy, like you said, the energy up there, everything coming back. My grandmas are up there. My mom, everyone watching. Uh, it was it was great.
3: Okay, so I need to switch gears here real quick because we have an g- amazing game. Like I said, Anthony versus Chris coming up. But we got some of our same team. We are now joining up this coming weekend at the Carmstrong. I want to switch gears to the Carmstrong and Carm. I want you to talk also on this because you just pulled the brackets for us um, last night. So I, I like how we feel. We got me, Anthony, Paul, and Chris coming in this weekend for the. Carmstrong and um Carmen, since you're involved in it, I want you to tell us a little bit about the Carmstrong. What is this tournament?
0: Yeah, so the Carmstrong is uh in the name of Carmen L. Cassis, um Joey Cassis's father. He used to be the longtime owner of the MVR. Uh he passed away nine years ago, I believe, of uh, cancer. And so they started the Carmstrong Foundation um in order to fight fight against cancer and, and raise some money for a scholarship, uh, over at YSU. And so it's really a great cause for great people. I was fortunate enough to grow up knowing Carmen Casis, and, uh, he was just one of the nicest, um, best hosts that I've ever met. And, uh, you know, he was kind of like a father to my dad and to a lot of other people at the MVR. So, um, mm-hmm. We're having the ninth annual and sixty-four teams. It's the first time it's sold out. Ever. Really?
4: Wow. Yeah, it sold out pretty quick too. It was sold out probably a couple weeks ago. I saw there was four or five on the waiting list.
0: Yeah, a whole month early. And we actually had two teams back out yesterday. Man. We sent a quick text to the two backup to the first two backups and they immediately were in. Yeah. So that's awesome. Everything's, you know, right on track and the bracket hasn't changed. They backed out before the bracket.
4: Oh, H- okay. how do you feel about your draw?
0: Um, I feel good. I mean, we play PA. We play a team, the only two time champion of the Carmstrong. Really? Uh, Pis- Pisano or Paisano, however you pronounce it. They're a solid team, but uh, they're definitely beatable, and I hear there's some uh, drama going on with their team. So uh, that's what you we'll like to hear leading can, uh, into
3: the tournament. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anything to get the edge. Anything to get the edge. So, this is my first time playing in this current tournament. You know, I've only started playing bocce competitively in tournaments for the past year. The Couginis, have you guys ever played in this tournament?
4: We played last year with Chapulo and Pasqualino. Okay. Or Pasqualito, and uh, we went 0-2. But it was fun. We had a blast. It was a good time. Uh, We just didn't show up with our best game, I will say. Gotcha. Is that your first time in that tournament now? Yeah, that was our first time because the pre-carm strong, which Dante, you, Chris, me, and my dad played in, Mm -hmm. Was actually the first time I've ever been to MVR. Oh, okay, now and I'm that to... was that was awesome. Yeah. And so we were addicted. We're like, we gotta go back, <laughs> we'll do the three hour drive. And we played in Carmstrong. We were trying to find anyone and anybody we could play with. Um, and they graciously came from Cleveland to play with us. And now this year I feel like we're coming with uh, a a good team.
3: Yeah, and I think just off of our momentum, Paul Paul was rolling Paul loves those synthetic courts, man. Oh yeah. Paul ball synthetic court and he's touching that Paulino.
4: I love
1: those courts. That's a totally different game. Don't you wish we them had them though. here? Oh, I wish we had those here. Oh. You know, and that and that was the beauty of playing. You know, those guaranteed six games. It really gave us a good feel mm-hmm. for those courts. Yeah, work out the kinks. Yeah.
0: Hey, yeah, I'm playing with Paul on my side. That that was a blast. I feel like Paul and I just over the weekend created this botchy bond. And nice. you know, he was a leader out there on the court. I I finally decided to. Not trying call games because Youngstown and Columbus call completely different games. I listened to Paul and Dante, and it, obviously it worked out well for us. And uh, I love, you know.
4: Just yeah, I, I was screaming through stuff. the phone when you guys were trying to decide the angle you're going to hit the ball on, and my dad was trying to tell you to go left, and I'm like, yes, and you're like going right, and I'm like, oh please, Carm, just yeah, move left, please move you. left. Let me walk you but through
0: <laughs> that real quick. So, but Carm, uh, let me get I'm the a wait percentage guy. I I was trying to look at both the Pauline and the ball. Forget
4: the and, Pauline, hit and the and ball. They both look at me, and they
0: go, no, just hit the ball clean, and I'm like, I think wow, these guys have high expectations. <laughs> All right, I'll do it, and I did it. They
1: I believed in me, and I did it. I, think, so, Arm, I Carm, I know that you know what, and I remember that. And you were saying, but I can see Bacho and Paulino, and I go, oh, Carm, <laughs> you're hitting. I mean, you are on fire take this angle if you miss you don't hit anything yep. and you are dead yep. on you and Dante yep. that last game you guys were just unbelievable there,
3: there's two times i think so two things i want to mention carmen and i probably didn't agree on an angle until the very last ball of the tournament <laughs> <laughs> i think every time carmen went to one corner i just pointed the opposite corner but then we all met for the last throw it's 11 nothing in the finals his last throw carmen um, we're all meeting in the middle, and Paul's telling us, you know, telling Carm, just hit the, hit the ball out. Don't worry about the pleno. You know, hit the ball out. And you know, I don't like disagreeing with Paul, but this time, I, I in my mind, I had to, but I didn't want to let him know that. You were right. <laughs> so, so, what I, so what I did was, I said, I'm just bickering in the middle of the court for 10 more minutes. I said, you know what? Just hit the ball. Paul's right, right? And as soon as Paul turned around and walked away, I looked. <laughs> the camera doesn't catch it, but I looked at Carmen and we made eye contact, and I just whispered. <laughs> and, and if you look at and
0: the, I, <laughs> I responded I said I know
3: I am. <laughs> yeah. and then if you look at the broadcast uh, from ABC there's a time where uh, you know like Carm lines up Paul looks at me and then puts his hands on his head in, in distress <laughs> and that's when I yell
1: just hit Paulino for the last time and sure enough he did it but Dante as we're walking back after we, we were all together there and trying to decide what to do Carmen goes I'm so confident about that Polino. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's and what he, you need to he have. He felt it. He felt That's what it. You need he to hit have it. You need to have it. I don't confidence.
0: know if you noticed on camera, but I knew the cameras were on me. I tried to pull a little babe Ruth.
4: You know, I saw you do it. Dude, I saw you. I your went point. like this.
0: If I you rewatch it, I go like this. So that everybody watching knew what I was going for. <laughs> I
3: watched you do that. I was wondering what you were doing. I seen it.
0: I was calling my shot.
3: I've only watched it like six times, no big deal.
0: Hey, and shout out to the announcers at um, oh Maestro's God. Bocce Nico, in Chicago. Nico was awesome, man. They were both. Love that Nico
3: guy. and American Bocce Companies. Um, um, God. Matt. Matt, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Matt. Amazing. They crushed it. Some man. of the best. <laughs> I mean, all the, uh, all the sayings, everything was great. Everything was great. So I'm looking forward to Carmstrong, though. Detroit was great. I'm taking that momentum, swinging it into Carmstrong. Let's do it. And I'm going to swing it into our tournament. The Gerardo Class. if you're listening, please sign up. We have a couple more spots open. It's going to be a fun tournament. We have a lot of teams coming from Youngstown, from Columbus, from Kentucky, from West Virginia, Country Roads. Take me home. Um, so just contact the, at the Brochie Bros' uh, Gmail, the Bros at gmail.com, or Anthony or myself. Um, we have ter- brackets Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday evening at the legendary Abruzzi Club. I'm looking forward to it, Paul. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We need Paul on a real episode because he has a lot more to talk about. Carm, thanks for tuning in here from the car. We appreciate that.
1: Thank you, thank you for inviting
3: him. All right, guys. Anything thanks, Carm. Anything, thanks, guys. anything else nice to add
4: guys. here? Good bocce. Good bocce. Good luck this week.
3: Thank you. Take care.
4: Good See you boss. guys. See
3: ya.